Welcome to Retail Brand Discovery, the podcast where we share conversations on exceptional brands and the creators who are bringing innovation to your stores. Join your host, Chris Stanton, as we embark on a journey to uncover the stories of these remarkable companies and their impact on the retail industry. And now here's your host, Chris Stanton. Hello, it's Chris Stanton bringing another podcast to you uh, under the Retail Brand Discovery name. And today I'm going to introduce you to David Simnick. He is CEO and co-founder of Soapbox. Uh, Here's the logo. And uh, before I I go any further, I want David to tell the story of how he and his partner, David, uh, Daniel Dahl, uh, started this company back in 2010. So can we bring David on and let's say hello? Chris, it is such a humbling honor to be here. Uh, we look at every opportunity to, to tell our story and, and to share our mission with this amazing retailer community as well as other brands. Uh, it's just such an honor, and it, it's it's a pleasure to be here. So well, to take you all the way back. Yeah, would you please? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I like to say that um, you know I can bring a lot of different people into these podcasts. There's so many brands trying to get on the shelves. But I, I picked Soapbox because of your story. And uh, in our 10 to 12 minutes we're going to spend today, um, I don't think we're going to talk too much about how great your products are, but more about how great this company is, how it was started, and if you could take it from there. Absolutely. Uh, so first and foremost, I'm heavily biased, but we make award-winning, clean, uh, thoughtfully crafted formulas that are just that are awesome. Uh, so it's <laughs> like heavily biased, as I probably yep. should be. Uh, but our story starts in, in 2010. I was working for the United States Agency for International Development as a subcontractor, uh, and I got to see firsthand just how much the need was for water sanitation and hygiene all over the world, uh, as well as how big the need is for hygiene and access to proper hygiene right here in the U.S. So Soapbox has always had our one-for-one mission at our heart from the very get-go. When I started making soap in my college kitchen, which is is pretty funny because my landlord thought I was making meth, <laughs> and and I'm not kidding. And and pretty well, not to be confused with no no college kid is actually using cleaning products in their sink. So meth was you probably know, a better guess. So so we are approaching 40 million bars that we've donated, and and your listeners uh, and or your retail partners, if if you have ever bought, if you have ever partnered with us and expanded. Uh, soapbox products within your doors, within your retail locations, you've made this possible, right? Like we, we look at this as soapbox is a conduit between all of our amazing aid partners that are doing empowerment driven, sustainable work in terms of providing what we view, what the data shows is life-saving hygiene, but our customers are, are what's making this possible. Like we are just a conduit fulfilling that promise with each and every item sold. So uh, we donate, regardless of what you buy from us, a body wash, a liquid hand soap, a hair treatment, a deep conditioner, a shampoo, anywhere you see the Soapbox uh, logo, we have that commitment of one for one. But when you're able to win together, like we have in numerous different examples and numerous different channels with various different types of retailers, that feeling is just ecstatic. And especially when we're able to send them an aid report and says, you, buyer made this possible, 
that to me is is the definition of partnership. We get to work with homeless shelters and food pantries uh, and women and children abuse centers right here in the U.S. Uh, we do about 50-50 in terms of our giving stays within the U.S. And then we also uh, have the privilege of working with uh, 65 countries around the world. Um, how that shows up in those areas that we have the, the privilege and honor to serve is we're working with local soap makers or local recycling efforts. Um, and then that soap is basically coming up within the community. The reason why this is important, Chris, is like, imagine you're a soap maker in northern India. The last thing you want is me popping out of a shipping container with 40,000 free bars of soap. Because then I just completely took out any demand that you have for, for your services, for your goods. But more importantly, I just told, like, taught the whole community to wait till like, Awkward Dave shows up and, like, gives a bunch of free things. So the way that we turn on its head uh, – and there's an exception when there's natural disasters. But the way that we turn that into head is we work with local 501c3s that often have operations in the U.S. but are pre- predominantly boots on the ground in those countries that we work in. And we're, and we're funding local makers. So it's way more sustainable. But, you know, something as simple as access to proper hygiene, i.e. soap and clean water can see a massive reduction in illness and deaths. And what I know for a fact, and, and this is why like, I'm totally on my soapbox right now, but is we don't necessarily know the names and the faces, but with almost 40 million bars donated, we know for a fact that our customers have saved lives. And that, and that makes all of this worth it. Like it is like all the things about CPG and FDMC I don't know how many more acronyms I can load in here right, exactly. that are just like, uh, like all of that is a hundred percent worth it when you're able to empower consumers with the ability to make a life changing impact either down the street at the local homeless shelter or around the world. So, you know, in, in this day and age, the new entrepreneur has got a social cause that is almost required by retailers nowadays, right? It's not just about putting a product on a shelf and watching it sell. There's got to be a cause behind it, and um, you certainly have a strong one. What I'd like to do is tell me about some of your products, and let's show some of the products because, again, the social cause retailers, I'm telling you, this is true to life. What what Soapbox is doing is true to life. There's no smoke and mirrors. There's no, we're going to do this if you take us, and then it really never comes to fruition. This is, in fact, the real deal. But I, I, I think we also have to show the retailers that it's not just a great product, but it's a great looking product and it's efficacious and everything. So can we show something that you're, you're talking about today? Yeah. So we, uh, we're very happy to be the number one selling biotin, uh, shampoo and conditioner in a major mass retailer. Um, we nice. also launched this phenomenal, oh my growth treatment. Um, I feel like Vanna white right now, this, oh my growth treatment is really interesting because oftentimes treatments don't move at the same velocity as shampoo and conditioner. And this is just absolutely uh, meeting and exceeding sometimes our, our care line. Um, but we're also super excited about, you know, the rest of our core. So uh, our tea tree right now and a, a various different food accounts that we have the privilege of working with uh, is their number one selling tea tree shampoo and conditioner. Um, we just launched this new award-winning body wash that we're incredibly excited about. Uh, and this right now is doing about... Uh, 2.25x what our previous body wash was doing. So 
it's it's had tremendous momentum out of the gate. Uh, but we sell lotions and potions and shampoos and conditioners and liquid hand soaps and body washes. Uh, and we really want to continue just, to grow. You're not just in. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I wanted to point out because people are looking at this saying, wow, this is all great. Where is it? Who's buying it? I think in my retail audience here, every retailer is going to know who you are because every retailer that watches this is also purchasing your product. So you're in Walmart, CVS, not Walmart? Not not all of them. Not all. all you're on the roll. Well, you're on a roll. Go, keep on going. But th there are a few. And we know yeah, who you are. Th yeah, there's a few. <laughs> and and the intention of this is to reinforce what these guys are that are purchasing already are doing. But more importantly, is to wake these other people up and get on board with this. In in the time that we have left, how are these guys getting it off the shelf? What are you doing to help them drive traffic into the stores? Um, I know for one thing, what you're doing is you're bringing a social cause and a purpose into a drugstore or a mass retailer or a grocery store. But what are you doing to specifically get it off the shelf? You know, I think a great partnership with a retailer is where you figure out what are the vehicles that they have within store that they would like to see us participate in. And we always want to deeply uh, partner with with those retail. Um, and, I, and I really mean this, like it's, it's a real partnership. Like how, how can we show us the playbook that you've seen other brands execute within store? And we want to do that. And we want to put our money where our mouth is. And we want to make sure that, you know, all the tried and true methods that you see with a brand launch, like what can we do to that? Now, pushing traffic in is my all-time favorite thing to do. And I'm not just saying that. And it's because when you can tell a retailer, hey, we have this community. This community is looking for our product. We have, you know, uh, so many different people who, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who are in our email list um, people who are uh, engaging with us on Meta or TikTok, um, and then also the massive amount of influencers that we work with in order to to share this mission, um, but to also just share the product. Like you can't donate almost forty million bars of soap unless you have a product that really works and that people fall right. in love with. And and how we've done that is by hitting a bunch of trends before they became trends. So we were natural back in 2010. We were free from uh, back in 2015. And then I think the other thing that we've found is a, is a really interesting business intelligence tool, but then it's also inviting customers to come and join us and to say, hey, I want to make sure that like when we say we're doing one for one, come and kick our tires, on the back of each and every one of our items is a hope code. And you can take this to our website, put it in and see exactly where that other one for one went. And it's so interesting because like you wouldn't expect the redemption rate on a liquid hand soap or a body wash to be as high as it is, but that's how powerful the mission is. And we know that and we intend to use, well, we don't just intend, we use it in order to drive traffic into both existing as well as new retail partners. Yeah, I actually looked at that code. When I saw it on the packaging, I was wondering, what is this code? Is it some kind of a gimmick? And then when I went on there, I saw what it was. And I think it speaks two things. One, it shows that the consumer that's purchasing this product is holding your feet to the fire, right? They're gonna, if I'm gonna buy this, I want you to prove where it's going. So I think that's something, it creates an interaction and I think the retailer should really appreciate that. Um, in the limited time, I wanna see what the, the bottle, your first bottle looked like and where you've come from 2010 <laughs> until now. So oh, pull, up the, uh, pull up the, uh, the industrial strength bottle and then uh, let's see. There you go. 
So, and where uh, are you today with that? Yeah. Oh boy. If if you are still watching, uh, which I hope that you are, because Chris runs an amazing uh, uh, and informative podcast. Um, this is this is millions of dollars of regret. <laughs> this is this is how not to do a product launch. Um, but this is what we this is what we launched in major mass retailers back in in 2015. Uh, and our story of soapbox is one of not giving up, of of believing in the mission and believing in the right for this brand to consistently try to get it right. And and we're so glad that we did. Um, we have just had phenomenal success uh, after that whole rebranding effort that took place in 17 and 18. And we're just beyond excited to continue to take market share because each and every additional item that we sell is another one that we're able to donate. I'm going to ask one question and then I'm going to make an appeal to the retailers. Um, are you participating in retail media networks? I am. I okay. am. That's good. And what's, I, you is, know, what's really interesting is, is specifically on retail media is I am so glad retailers have invited uh, challenger brands like us to be a part of that and and not just, you know, there's a certain threshold or we're only going to go to the big conglomerates because we see the success. Like, absolutely. Like, do you need to necessarily like take the number one category that has been the number one category within body wash for the past two decades and they want to, you know, they want to basically do PPC? Maybe, but like your consumer is probably already on a path to already buy that. If I am higher penny profit, higher margin, and can trade up your consumer into a higher basket, and I and I can show you that in terms of other retailers, like invite us a part of it because we'll totally put our money where our mouth is. I I love retail media because how we're able to trade up consumers as they're searching and and you know using whatever uh, you know that that grocery that mass that drug that clubs website 100 percent invite us to the table we'll participate i think uh, just just your enthusiasm for the retail media networks is going to get a few phone calls going here david how do we get in touch with you uh my email is just david.simnek at soapboxhopes.com you can reach out to us hello at soapboxhopes.com you can reach out to emerson who we are just a, a, a phenomenal partner, just a wonderful partner that we have the privilege of working with. Um, Emerson is great. Oh, yeah, it's that Scott and his whole team is—it's uh, a privilege to work with them. But 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 honestly, like, and I really genuinely mean this. I love this industry. I love this industry because I think it's fair, and I think that uh, the expectations for a challenger brand are quite daunting. Uh, when, you know, you go from zero brand awareness, which we had in 2010 to, you know, we have, we have some pretty decent brand awareness and growing, but nowhere near the likes of, you know, brands that have been around for a century. And the, the risk that buyers take by taking on a new brand, I commend you. Uh, and I give you a lot of respect. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, thank you. Thank you very, very much. It means a lot to uh, have you spend your time with me. Uh, as we get these things going. And retailers, again, I, I hope that you'll reach out to David and Daniel and um, see what they've got coming next because I'm sure there's a lot more to come. So we'll wrap it up. David, thanks. I'll let you get back to doing what you do best and um, hope to see you again soon. And retailers, thank you for spending the time with us. You've been listening to Retail Brand Discovery with Chris Stanton as he delivers insights on the innovative companies introducing their products to the retail marketplace. 
From the captivating stories of product creation to strategies for boosting sales, everything here is designed to move your products off the shelves and into the hands of consumers. Thanks for listening and remember to like and subscribe to stay up to date with our future episodes.